We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a tech-savvy royal family. Yes, yes, ever since the palace became Wi-Fi enabled, it's become so easy to use the Name Your Price tool on Progressive.com. I do agree, my queen. Simply telling it what we want to spend and seeing all our policy options, I'll send a screenshot to Duke. The Duke of Kent. No, my friend Duke. We're in a group chat together. LOL. It's easy to find insurance that fits your budget with the Name Your Price tool at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tuesday was your birthday. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh Tuesday. wow! Happy, happy birthday! Happy birthday, sir. Thanks. Or it might have been. T- t- yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was Tuesday. <laughs> this is the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by MondoGold.com, your premier destination for daily fantasy soccer. Head over to MondoGold.com and use the promo code ROTO for a 200% bonus on your first deposit. And now, here are Andrew Laird, 
Skylar Redpath and Baby Bazo. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire.com. We are chatting MLS uh, as usual on a Thursday night with JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, we would appreciate if you could spend the three, th- three to twenty seconds uh, rating and reviewing the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to it. If uh, you don't like the podcast, then uh, thank you for hate listening to us, and feel free to send some feedback and uh, let us know how we can improve. But guys, we've got a kind of a weird MLS slate this weekend. It's a smaller slate. And most guys are most bigger guys are out because of the uh, international break that MLS does not break for. So we've got uh, f- five games in total, four of which are involved in Mondogo's game. There are four on Saturday and one on Sunday. Um, so what we'll do, just like we've been doing the last few weeks, we'll go through our Mondogo teams and try to kind of break down the weekend from there. So the four games on Saturday are Orlando at New England, Chicago at Montreal, Toronto at Seattle, which MLS is billing as a Bradley versus Dempsey matchup where Dempsey may not even play. And the final one is Philadelphia at San Jose, which eesh. actually I think Chicago-Montreal might be worse than that. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so JD, I'm going to start with you because uh, I like this method that you have of scrolling to the bottom of the goalkeeper list to start your Mondo goal teams. Did you do that this week? I did. I didn't quite find uh, anyone I want to use at the very bottom of my keepers. Tally Hall's Mm 3.8. And uh, they might play a pretty defensive game on the road and without Kaka, but I I don't think I'm going to be taking that because there's two teams I really like to keep a shutout this weekend. And uh, one of them is New England against Orlando with Bobby Shuttleworth at 5.9. And the other one would be Stephen Fry. If you have a lot of extra money, he's 7.5. With Toronto missing Jovinko, Josie, um, I I really don't think that they're going to be a great bet to score on the road. So I, I like Seattle's defense, and I like New England's defense a lot. I went with Shuttleworth. Okay. On on the back line, do we want to roll right into it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, well, I, I paired him with Tierney. Tierney, his price went up a little bit on Mondo Gold, but it's still a very reasonable seven. Uh, and then I went with two Sounders, Tyrone Mears and Dylan Remick, the two fullbacks. Mm. Um, I believe Roman Torres is out. Chad Marshall would be would also be a good pick there, but I just took the fullbacks. So, actually, let me hold off on that question because Skylar, how does your back line look? Because maybe you are going to answer my question. Yeah, it looks pretty similar to JD's. Um, definitely feeling Shuttleworth in net. Um, he's, I think he's had uh, three clean sheets in our last five games. The Reds are on a five game unbeaten run at home against an Orlando city attack that has been held scoreless in three straight road games. Just like all signs point to Shuttleworth. I mean, it's almost a lock-in net for me. Um, on top of that, Kaká and Kyle Laren are going to be out. I believe Laren's already gone. I don't know if uh, you guys can confirm that. But, um, yeah, I mean, without those two, those are their 
top their leading scorers. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Carlos Rivas is suspended. It's just like where is the Orlando City attack going to come from? Where are the goals going to come from? So I also paired Tierney with him on the back line. Um, still, like I said in the last podcast, I think seven million for Tierney is just super cheap, especially in a matchup like this. It's just, all the stars are aligning for New England to pull off a big win. They really need it for their playoff run right now, so I think they're going to get it. I also have Mears on the back line. Um, Seattle, I think their back is against the wall right now too, so at home they've got to come up with a big performance. And I've got Clarence Goodson um, rounding out my back line. He's actually been really solid as of late, helping the earthquakes on their recent run of form. Um, so yeah, it's uh, feel pretty good about those the back three and and my keeper for a short slate. Okay, you didn't answer my question, so I'm going to I get to ask. It. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, I'm glad I'm glad that that worked out. So you went with good. Well, my first question is you went with Goodson. Uh, do you why do you like him more than uh, Sean Francis? Um. I think he, I don't know, it seems like on Monogol, the scoring favors Goodson a little bit more. Okay. Goodson, Goodson's a really sneaky uh, aerial threat, too. Like, he doesn't score a lot of goals, but he's always in the mix on the on the corners and set pieces. He's very tall. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, just I'm looking at his game log here. Do a quick rundown of it. Over the last four games, he had... No, the past two, he's had eight points, eight points. Before that, it was six points, and then uh, he scored a goal the game before that and hit 15 points. So he's been, I mean, he's been pretty consistently eight or more points, and the Quakes are at home against Philadelphia, which, you know, Union have, tried, have stepped it up a little bit lately, but I think we always pick on them. It's still Philadelphia. Um, at San Jose, who's really just fighting for their lives right now. I could really see this turning into like a 1-0 or 2-0 game for the Quakes. And, yeah, Goodson gets up into the attack on set pieces too, so he's a he's a good set piece target. Okay. And, I'll, I'll note that Goodson's the most expensive defender of the slate, and I was completely selfish in the question because I have Francis, and I was waiting for you to convince me otherwise. I'm not sure I can actually afford Goodson looking at it now. I, I combined Francis with Tierney and Mears, and I went with Fry. What was interesting was, was that conversation, and neither of you mentioned David Bingham as a goalkeeper option, despite playing home against Philadelphia. Uh, is it that you don't like that matchup, or you just think that the other that Fry and Shuttleworth are just have significantly better ones? Uh, yeah, I think I, it's. Yeah, you go first. Yeah, for me, it's the price was the main thing there Bingham's actually the highest price goalie on the slate and Shuttleworth I I think you're getting him at about half of what you're paying for Bingham so for me Shuttleworth is my number one keeper regardless of the price so he was going to be in there even if he was 9.2 I'd probably be playing him at 9.2 just because I feel that strong about New England's chances of shutting out Orlando this weekend okay yeah, price really isn't a factor for me this week. I think it's pretty easy to fit whoever you want into your lineup. Maybe not uh, 100% of the time, but I didn't have too much trouble 
So I'm I'm just looking at the clean sheets I like, and it's New England and Seattle. And I really think in all circles of the uh, the MLS internet that uh, San Jose is really overrated this week. Uh, I know Philly has to go across the country. It's still the union. But um, San Jose's missing a lot of the players that recently came in to make them good. Anibal Godoy really has been the, the main player behind their streak. He's on international duty. Mark Pelosi, another great defensive midfielder they recently got, is on international duty. Sana Nyasi is on international duty. And I think Fatai Alashe uh, could very well be out as well. So, I mean, they have pretty much, they're missing their three top choice uh, central midfielders. Other, if you ignore uh, Matias Perez Garcia, who's more of an attacking player, mm-hmm. but uh, I I know Philly doesn't have Maidana, but it I think Philadelphia has a great chance to score. They need to get some points on the board as the season winds down, and I think it could be a letdown game for San Jose. They just beat all these great um, teams, and now they have the Union coming to town. Might let their foot off the pedal a little bit, and I really don't think that. Uh, given the players they're missing, that they're going to be uh, as impressive as they have been lately. So that that's probably why I don't like Bingham quite as much. Yeah, I think Cordell Cato's out too for the for the Quakes, who he had that big game a couple games ago. So yeah, they're, you're spot on there. They're missing some of their big names that have really helped them on the, that nice little run of form they've been on. So yeah, that's going to be an interesting game. They're they're still fine offensively, I think, because they have Wando, Ameriqua, Salinas, and I think Perez Garcia is probably going to be back. So I mean, that's still probably their four best attacking players. But defensively, while the back line is uh, fairly intact, I think right in front of the back line, what's really been helping them out is uh, is going to be missing this week. Yep. That's excellent. Uh, I'm going to stick with the earthquakes for a minute to ask this question, and it's just going to lead into our midfielders. Um, do you guys like uh, Matthias Perez Garcia or Michael Bradley better? Because it seems like they both kind of fit in this. A lot of uh, pieces around them are missing. Bradley's obviously on the road, um, whereas you know Perez Garcia, at least on paper, has a little bit of an easier matchup. But uh, do you guys kind of view them similarly, or did you stay away from one? Skyler, how did you do? Are either of those guys in your midfield? They are not, but I actually like Bradley better than Perez Garcia just based on the fact that he's going to be shouldering a lot more of the load, which he's actually been doing as it is, even with the surrounding cast. But mm-hmm. I think even more so in this game, just since uh, Giovinco is questionable, I don't know if he's actually been ruled, completely ruled out. I think he's still wearing a questionable tag, but I'd be really surprised if he goes. And then uh, with Josie away... I don't know. I mean, Bradley's taking penalty kicks. If uh, Toronto gets one, I don't think Perez Garcia is on penalty kick duty. So I lean a little bit more towards Bradley. On top of that, um, MPG's been coming off the bench, which I think he'll probably shift back into a starting role just with all their absences. But I don't know. I still like Bradley a little bit more. It's a tough call, though, because you know me. I'm I'm always all about the home team. So if San Jose goes off, I'm sure... MPG, if he gets to start, he'll be involved. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I'd say Bradley's just he's in form right now, and I think he's probably uh, a little bit ahead of MPG. What do you think, JD? I know you've been a big Bradley advocate as of late. 
Yeah, Bradley is playing uh, out of this world right now. I'm a little bit worried that he has uh, pretty much no supporting cast, but if Hercules Gomez gets the start, uh, they have Delgado. Uh, I guess Luke Moore might might get in up top. So it's it's not terrible. The the one thing I'll say in Perez Garcia's favor, who I'm also a little leery of because he's coming back from the injury. You're right, he has been eased back in. Um, it it probably depends who you are playing on defense. If you have Fry and goal, I don't know that you want to play Bradley over Perez Garcia. Right. But I, since I have Shuttleworth in goal, and I only I mean I still have half my defense is Sounders. Um, it it does make it a tough choice, but I I do think I'm leaning towards Bradley, and he did get into my midfield while Perez Garcia just missed out. Uh, who else you got in there? Okay, well I have Lee Win. It's pretty much impossible to leave him out of your yeah. your lineup right now. He's on fire. I have um, I have Harry Ship. I think that he might be a little bit overlooked this week. But talk about a team that's missing a lot of people. Uh, Montreal has some significant absences. First on the list is Laurent Simon, who has been possibly the MVP of the league in terms of who's most valuable to their team after Javinko. Um, and they're missing Oyongo. They're missing Eric Miller. Uh, there's two of their starting three fullbacks. Johan Venegas is out. So um, it, Piotti, may, I think he's probably going to play. Drogba's probably going to play. But um, I like Chicago's chances on the road. Um, Montreal just switched their coach. So I, Harry Ship's really stepping into Sean Maloney's role, and he's been underwhelming lately. But but I do like I like Harry Ship a lot this weekend, and for the price, if that matters to uh, to you for your lineup, he's he's a deal at six point four. And then I have Tranquilo Barnetta, who's even cheaper. He's stepping into Maidana's number 10 role, and I think he's looked better lately. I know his first couple appearances didn't get great reviews, but um, I don't think Barnetta looks particularly bad, and he might really thrive uh, picking up the playmaking duties. So one of your favorites is Piotti, and you mentioned he was kind of, he's been a little banged up, but you didn't like him in this matchup against Chicago? If Piotti starts, I can, I can fit him in. I have $7.5 million in the bank. Um, actually... We will know if he's going to start before lineup lock. So I, I do think I would switch. Uh, I'd probably switch Harry Ship to be honest, mm-hmm. over over Barnetta. But that would be something I'd have to think about. Um, yeah, I think Piotti would get in. Okay. Even even coming off an injury on this slate, I would tend to trust him right away. Yeah. I had Wynn also. Wynn was kind of, I think, might be the easiest pick of the, well, maybe the second easiest pick of the entire slate. But I had Wynn. I... I had Piotti just kind of expecting him to start. I originally had Perez Garcia, and you kind of made the the point of why if you have Fry, you shouldn't have Perez Garcia. I mean, excuse me, you shouldn't have Bradley, um, which then made me, as we were you know, talking about our teams, I'm now basically switching half of mine because I think I like the Bradley-Shuttleworth combo better than Fry-Perez-Garcia. Then, uh, they're they're both really close, yeah. That's, yeah, they're close. Maybe I. It's more that I like Bradley. I think I'm kind of, uh, you know, fifty fifty on Fry and Shuttleworth, but I prefer Bradley over Perez Garcia. I think that's yeah. kind of kind of the way I'm looking at it. But, uh, yeah, that's the way I was looking at. It. And I ended up 
I have Eric Freiberg in my lineup now because I think I must just lock him in every week for some reason. I'm not quite <laughs> sure why. I think that I have a little more of a reason now because, um, you know, we made that point that he takes free kicks when Papa and Dempsey aren't playing and Dempsey's questionable with this injury and Papa's on international duty, so maybe he stands over them again. But Or Mears. Tyron Mears takes uh, yeah, that's true. Takes some as well. That's true. I have him also, so maybe I feel a little bit better about it. But, <laughs> right. Um, still on corners. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, still on corners. So the way, I don't know, the way I, I didn't necessarily need the money, but there really wasn't anybody, you know, in that $6 million range or $7 million. I, I kind of had a quick thought on Diego Fagundes, who, uh, you know, I might be able to sneak in there, but I don't. I don't think he's that much better than Freiburg. Maybe he is so, in the matchup. I mean, I'm not saying Freiburg is a bad play, particularly uh, assuming you have Obafemi Martins. You're hoping for, for a connection there. But do you not have Ship or Barnetta? Just, I don't, no. And you're not a, a fan of either because they're on the road? Um, Ship was mostly, I kind of meant that, I may have said it last week, how there was that article about how Ship will absolutely step into Maloney's spot and then he wasn't even starting. <laughs> so, like, maybe right. I'm still just a little thrown off by the fact that Ship hasn't... <laughs> uh, I feel like it's been a long time since he's had kind of a big performance. Not that, you know, Freiburg's some big play, but... Um, right. I don't well, know. He pretty much did step into Maloney's spot, which is on the bench. Right, on the, exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. So, I don't know. I, I'm a little jaded on, on Harry Ship. Which is why, but understandable. Yeah, who was the other yeah, one? Yeah, actually, said? Uh, Barnetta. Barnetta. Oh, I was Barnetta, say, yeah. actually threw him in. Just, yeah. I think he's going to start over. Well, obviously, with Maidana being suspended, I threw Barnetta in my. He's in my midfield. So, by the way, what a clown play. move! Oh, what a clown move by Maidana. I mean, I really liked Maidana, but that's really swayed my opinion of him. Hmm. Yeah, I missed the. Uh, actually, missed what happened there. I. Happened to see it just checking the box score, and I mean, I hate to laugh at something like that, but I got a good chuckle out of it and just showed my brother on the phone, like, look what this guy just got ejected for. It says, uh, it said ejection spitting was the reason. I was like, come on, man. I mean, if I had to spit at anybody on the field, it would probably be Lee Wynn with that haircut, but I would also, <laughs> I would also never spit on anybody, so it's just, it's, it's an automatic ejection for sure. It's, likely an automatic sus- suspension because you can't you can't get away with that like there are cameras everywhere this is i don't understand this like yeah and, and, and guess what uh, your team is your team is two points out of the sixth playoff spot and you're their best player and you're missing a game now yeah. or possibly more probably more yeah it so, could be what a stupid move yep hmm. yeah i was all over my donna too i thought he was a great play on that slate and that Killed me. That was not uh, wasn't cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll say one on last. People. Exactly. I'll say one last thing. Maybe he just assumed that nobody was going to be watching uh, the Revolution versus the Union in the 90th minute. <laughs> I certainly wasn't. Yeah, I didn't have it on. Oh well, uh, Skyler, what's your midfield look like? Yes, I already said Barnetta. Yep. Um, he at 5.7 million. I think he's probably going to take this as an opportunity to do something. And, yeah, they're on the road, not a favorable matchup, but Philly's right in the thick of the playoff race. So who knows? 
like we've been seeing some of these crazy results. Um, I could totally see Philly going in and pulling something off. And if they do, then Barnett is supposedly pulling the strings. So 5.7 million, I'm willing to roll the dice on them. Um, I've also got Lee Wynn, who I think is the obvious play. Like I said, I think New England's going to I think they've got the best matchup on the board, so I've got definitely maxed out on Rebs players. Um, in my midfield, I do have Piotti because we are going to be able to see before uh, rosters lock on Mondogo, we'll be able to see the Montreal starting lineup. So definitely going to be watching for that and just making sure he's in. But um, if he is starting, then he's in. If not, I'm going to have to pivot. Um, and then I've got Shea Salinas rounding out the midfield. He's $7.8 million. Um, he's been fairly hot awesome. lately. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple of back-to-back really good games. When he's not on, then it's like a two or three, four-point game, so it's it's hard to stomach. But run of form they're in and the short slate, then he found his way into my lineup. So I'm rolling with that. Um, a couple of other decent options at that price point. I think Andrew was talking about earlier some of the guys that are hard to come across in that six to seven million price point, but I actually was looking at Patrick Nyarko, mm-hmm. who's been decent as well. Um, seemed like there's one other guy I had my eye on at that price. Let me take a look here. How about uh, Jonathan Osorio just got snubbed from Team Canada, and he's probably going to be pushed into a more attacking role against Seattle. Yeah, uh, like you might have been looking at Fagundes. Yeah, Fagundes uh, started and scored last game. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind any of these Montreal guys if you, say Mon- if you want Monero. a flyer. Um, yeah, I even like Justin Mapp if he starts. I don't know that he's back to full match fitness yet, but he's there, Dilly Duca. And, yeah, Romero's the cheapest of them all inexplicably. So, Are you done with Pedro Ribeiro? <laughs> uh, if I see that he starts, I, I'd i be really tempted. But the fact that Shuttleworth and Tierney are uh, oh, in that's my true. lineup right, right. Would, would make me... Kind of not looking in. Plus, the beautiful thing about Ribeiro is him and Kaká had such a great connection. Um, or at least it seemed like it. I guess they really don't if he isn't playing with Kaká on a weekly basis. But uh, it just seemed like playing with Kaká really elevated his game. But Yeah, on the Orlando front, supposedly Shea is back in action. Brett yep. Shea. Yep. And he's only $4.4 4 Listed as a midfielder, of course, which... He'll probably play. I believe he's he may still be listed as a defender on other sites, but I'm on the goal. He's a midfielder at 4.4. If for whatever reason you really need some extra bankroll, then and you see that he's starting, yeah, he might be worth a shout because Orlando is not going to have any attack. I'm not sure that helps him though. Yeah, why would you want a midfielder that's not going to be in any attack? Well, if I mean if they need. Some some sort of attacking presence, and he might be forced higher up at the field. Oh, I got you. Um, I'd like I mean, to see him. I'd like to see him actually connect a couple of dribbles together before uh, I put him in my lineup, though. Yeah, it, it's totally has, a roll of the dice because he, he hasn't played at all in the past. He has the, yeah, he has the touch of so. Dominic Adoro and the hair of Lee Wynn. <laughs> I actually would argue as the hair of Abby Wambach, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> So moving on to the forwards, it's kind of a weird, I mean, I think if you're, if you want to prove how weird this slate is, you look right at the forwards and Mark, there are four of them that are uh, over $10 million. 
David Akam is the cheapest. He's gone for the international break. Sebastian Giovinco is the highest one, and he is doubtful with this injury. So it leaves you with Obafemi Martins and Wando. And I noticed on the rankings this week, both of you ranked Wando ahead of Quincy Amaraqua, and I want to know why that's the case. Um, it was it was a difficult choice, but I think Wando is far more consistent at putting shots on goal. He's uh, he's better at finding the spaces in a bad defense, which I would consider Philadelphia to be. Um, so I like kind of that, just that veteran savvy to be able to get into the right spots against Philadelphia. Um, Wando always seems to come up big at home. They need the points. So if I'm looking for a hero, it's going to be Wondolowski. Ameriquois is awesome for his uh, his work rate, but not quite the same goal-scoring pedigree that uh, I'm looking for. He's been great, but uh, I, I just don't like him quite as much. Would you yeah. agree that Wando has a higher ceiling but a slower floor? Um, on, I don't, specifically I, on Mondo goal? Do you really think he has a lower floor? I think he probably is going to touch the ball more times and passes is kind of a, a thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think – I don't know that Ameriqua is going to get more shots because Wando, I mean – He's definitely a guy that looks to the goal. So even though he doesn't play as high up the field as Ameriquois or as direct, um, I just I think the way he's kind of deferred to in that offense gives the, him an edge. Yeah, the reason why, why I asked is I was looking at the two of them, and Wando had four straight games with fewer than four points. Uh, that was four of his last seven. His last game he had five, but he had three goals in the other two games. That's like a number dump. I realized. Yeah, that's um, what Amarqua has not had a single game under four points and has had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven of his last eight with more than seven. But he hasn't uh, scored in like four games either. So correct. That's yeah, that's kind of what gave me the, the Wando bump. I've got Wando, what? he's got three goals in his last three excuse me, three games. So for me, like just the I had the bankroll for him, and mm-hmm. he's just more of a pure goal scorer than Ameriqua. I mean, Ameriqua has been great since he's come to San Jose, but yeah, Wando for me, if it's between those two and you have the money, it's just the obvious play based on just Wando's goal scoring rate. Okay, what's getting Ameriqua all of these points? Is it just fouls drawn? I mean, I... could be. He is. Uh... His shot of, totals aren't that much higher than Wando's. Of the all. slate, yeah, of the slate, he has the second most um, fouls drawn from. Actually, is it overall or? He's fourth in fouls drawn overall, and he's second in fouls drawn from a forward behind just Javinko. So yeah, it's but uh, fouls but you're drawn. certainly not weighting that on a per game basis. Um, correct. So like, uh, who knows? David Akam's in there, and yeah, but I, I would argue that Amaraqua probably got most of those with San Jose, right? Like after the move. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell because first, a lot of those appearances are substitute appearances for Chicago. So right. yeah, I mean, who knows? You're probably right. So I would to answer your question. Yes, I believe it's all of those fouls drawn, which Wando doesn't do a lot of. Yeah, Not that that's, that's the only true. way you can get points, but 
Wando's had uh, one more little goals, <laughs> jumping on the, the Wando bandwagon. Yep. Once again, Wando's had 10 shots in his last three games. So yeah, that's good. It seems like he's. It seemed like Amarqua was pushed up higher a little bit there for a while, and and he still is. Wando's still been a little bit more withdrawn, but if they ever get a penalty kick, it's going to be Wando taking it. Um, I mean, Wando just gets in the right place at the right time. Like he's, I don't know, he's he's a goal scorer, man. I love uh, love his game, especially for fantasy purposes. Like he's the type of player that a lot of guys might shy away from but he's also the type of player that you know jumps in with a, a two-goal game out of nowhere so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and i don't want to get into semantics but i think wando has been less withdrawn recently it does seem like he's pushing a little bit higher which i think's probably helped by the the great defensive work by those midfielders um which they don't have this week right. so <laughs> take, take take that for what it's worth but but also if you're looking at a guy like shay salinas who is a probably one of the better crossers you could pick from on this slate or even in the league. Um, Ameriqua isn't quite as big in getting his head on all these crosses as Wando has the chance to. Wando is an excellent header of the ball. Yep, it's true. Love it. Uh, I assume all of us have Obafemi Martins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we all have Wando? I do. Yep. Okay. So who's the third one, Skyler? My third one is Charlie Davies. He's 6.3 million. That left me with 900,000 left in the bank. So felt like I maxed out my salary as far as, you know, with the players that are available. Piotti, of course, was is 12.2 million. So that's a question mark still. But Charlie Davies, 6.3 million. I mean, he's hit or miss. But in this type of matchup, like it feels like the type of game that he could hit a goal or two in and I, it was between it, for me it was between him or uh Damo Duro or even uh Didier Drogba who apparently is back in training and could be back in action this weekend mm-hmm. still up in the air but again we'll get to see the lineups before contest lock on Mondo goal so worth uh keeping an eye on and who knows I might pivot to him if if he's starting but you have to For imagine now, he doesn't play 90. Yeah, I don't think he'd play 90. Um, but still, it's, I think I hyped him up a, a bunch in a, a few podcasts ago. I still feel like he's due for that breaking in the league goal. And it's going to come at some point. might be this game. It might be, uh, you know, another game or two. But Well, then like... it's, it's not going to be a breaking into the league goal. It's going to be a crawling into the league goal <laughs> after after multiple appearances yeah, yeah. On a short i mean slate, he's, though he's, he's worth considering yeah he's gonna score eventually i guess so i i'm not a big fan of drug this week just because yeah he's not gonna play 90 most likely and i really don't think they have that great of a, a matchup with all these guys they have missing against chicago but for the third forward spot is extremely difficult to pick this week. I, I had such a hard time, and I wound up on Kennedy Igbonanike. Oh, I was sure the... you were going to end up with uh, Sebastian Latou, but I guess <laughs> no. I mean, Igbonanike is firing shots on goal lately. He's pretty much the player they're leaning on in Chicago, and he has uh, four goals in his last four games, uh, split into only two of them. He has two multi-goal games. So against a, a Montreal team that's missing uh, 
possibly three of their starting four in the back line. Simon's not there. And then you have Oyongo and Eric Miller, who's probably uh, platoons on the on the right back side. Um, so, yeah, I think Abuananike is the one guy I'm looking at. But Odoro's a good shout. Charlie Davies is, of course, a good play. Um, I don't even mind if you go Ameriqua and Wando. That's feasible mm, for sure. Wow. Um, and out of Philly, Sapong is definitely in consideration too. If you don't have anything invested in San Jose's defense, I I spoke about how I don't think San Jose's defense is really going to be a force this week. Um, I don't know who else do you guys see out there. I think Luke Moore is another guy. If you play Bradley, maybe you want uh, Toronto's forward, and then you just fade Seattle's defense. Yeah, I like the Igbon and Nike shout. Um, I might I think Mike McGee's been, I don't know, I think he's been in and out of the lineup. He's at least, I don't know, he's on my radar. I'm not, um, definitely probably not going to stick him in any Mondo goal lineups. May consider him elsewhere. But I like the Igbon and Nike shout. On top of that, I just got to say, if any if there's any listeners out there that play FIFA, he is a beast on FIFA. So <laughs> I've been... Uh, been beating up on my eight-year-old son with the Chicago Fire against the likes of Barcelona. <laughs> stick stick uh, Patrick Nairco out on the wing, Igbonanike in the middle, and uh, just go at it. Hmm. Feed balls into Igbonanike, let him run onto it. He's like a 90 or something speed-wise. So. Yeah, he, he plays like a runaway train. He has a little bit of Obafemi Martins to him, um, yeah. I think. Um, who else was I? I had someone else in mind, but it, it slipped my memory, but... Maybe, like, he's even kind of like Quincy Ameriqua. I noticed that when they were both playing together. And it just, they couldn't both press at the same time. So it was like a, a strange combination. But, yeah, I, yeah Igbon Anike, he's probably like a Quincy Ameriqua with more size and more uh, pedigree. So I, yeah. I like him a lot this week. And he's probably one of the better multi-goal threats on the entire slate. It's probably yeah, the guess. only time you're going to see Igbon and Ike going up against uh, Gerard Piquet and Mascherano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like how when you, when you have to pick the worst team to play your eight-year-old against is the fire. How appropriate. We usually play MLS on MLS, but I kind of I got hot with the fire. I started having fun with them. It's actually a pretty fun team to play with just because of all the speed. Well, you like uh, putting Big Red out there for the penalties, right? Of course. I sick Big Red on the PKs, or I might even throw Sean John up there to take the random penalty kick. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, one more name to throw out at forward is, at, I'm not sure if he's, uh, I think he's got a little knock he's dealing with, but Nelson Valdez, Seattle Sounders, um, newest designated player for them. Just with all the absences, uh, he I think he scored in his debut. He's been quiet since then, but I could see him possibly a game at home. I could see him bagging a goal or two. Speaking of uh, Sean Johnson, how about we might that game is ripe for a clean sheet between one of those two teams, and I could definitely see it being the fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I just am way more confident in New England and Seattle. But if you wanted to kind of just sneak in there and win a tournament by using one of the teams nobody's using, then it probably would be um, either Montreal or Chicago. Probably mm. Chicago. Montreal's missing a lot from their back line. 
Yeah. They're missing a lot, but they're also they've got so many games in hand on everybody else. They're right there, I think, in the within reach of the last playoff spot. So I think they're only one point out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough for them to uh to concede a a loss at home, but it could happen. It's major league soccer. Anything could happen. <laughs> for sure. Uh going to Sunday, Dallas at Columbus. What do you guys? This isn't part of the Mondo Goal slate, but a few other sites have it. So, how do you guys, JD? How do you see this game playing out? Got some big, big players missing from this one. Yes, you do. It's in Columbus. Um, Dallas is missing a lot of their top talent. So, I, I do think this is kind of a statement game for the crew. They're really kind of knocking on the door of uh, being uh, thought of as a true contender again. Um, they brought in some pieces that are really starting to gel well together. So I like I favor Columbus in this one I, a good bit. I I don't mind that some of Dallas's attacking options that are kind of fill-ins, like uh, Barrios or Rolando Escobar. Escobar, yeah. But but I really do like Columbus. Yeah. Well, oh, I'm just reading uh, DJ's fit or miss. Dallas Great is piece. yeah without Castillo without. Uh, Blas Perez, Akindele's out. Mauro Diaz is questionable. That means out. But yeah, Dan Kennedy's <laughs> even banged up. Columbus, on the other hand, I mean they're they're missing Kamara, Waylon Francis. Uh, they're missing their fullbacks. Miram, yeah, awful, yep, awful. Um, so it's not trap. Like, they're missing Will Trap. That's the yeah. biggest one because without Will Trap, they completely fall apart defensively. So it's not. I mean, they're not without. Without pieces, or they they are without pieces as well. You still get um, Iguain, which I think you guys both ranked pretty highly. Uh, Ethan Finley's still around, so that certainly helps. But I don't know. It's kind of a weird two teams that have a lot of firepower that will not be there. <laughs> yeah, I think Columbus is one of the deepest teams in the league, but also Dallas, I think, probably is one of the deepest teams in the league. So it's this might even still be the most entertaining match of the of the weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, Steinderson is still there. Um, Chris Cludie can fill in at fullback admirably. Um, so I I definitely think Columbus really isn't going to miss out too much, and it's probably, in a real-life sense, helpful for them to kind of get some of these good players on their bench some playing time while these guys are on international break. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially a guy like Jack McInerney, who was suspended last game, but with Kai Kamara out on in- international duty... He's going to slide in for him. Um, he's going to have the opportunity to score goals, and that's what he does best. So I could see Jack Mack bagging a goal or two. I think Iguain is – he's – I mean, he's been in good form. I think he's ready to score a goal or two himself. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That game could be fun. Like with Columbus missing some players in the back, I could see David Teixeira having a game for Dallas. I was might... waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you had him higher, ranked higher than I did this week, but he's a solid player as well. So there could be some goals there. And if you're playing the um, playing any any contests that have this Sunday game in it, then I like some of the options um, from both teams actually. Now, just a a quick follow up there. Scoring goals is what Jack McInerney does best. Is that because he doesn't do anything else well? <laughs> uh, man, I think he scored like two weeks ago, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, so did Clarence Goodson. 
Yeah, I, I guess you're right. I mean, he does. He really doesn't do anything else well. He just nicks a goal here and there, but that's, that's, okay. that's Jersey, how he makes his check. Yeah, Josie doesn't do anything well, so. Just, that's how Alan Gordon makes a living. <laughs> I don't know how Alan Gordon makes <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, for anybody who's playing the, you know, a game with the Sunday slate, we've got full rankings up on the site, so that include the whole weekend, so you can see and, where. And DJ's been doing a great job with our rankings, I think, too. He he's joined a couple weeks ago, and uh, he's kind of gives some some ones that are a little different for me and Skyler's kind of. Skyler and I kind of fall into a rut sometimes, I think, and DJ gives a great alternative. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we, I agree, definitely. We need to get him on the pod to uh, back us up in case we throw somebody out there that's questionable or whatever. <laughs> be a good uh, good pivot to let us know who who we're uh, touting that shouldn't be touted. For sure, there For will sure. De- there will definitely be plenty of uh, DJ trainer coming up, so don't don't you guys worry about that. Um, I don't ha- I don't have anything else, guys. I think wait. That's- w- we're running a little short, so I have one just quick theoretical uh, thing for the weekend. Oh, I'm in. And I, I thought this is what you were going to bring up when you said you had a question. Oh, at, more uh, Sebastian early. rankings? No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to mention, should we consider playing four in the back? Oh, that's so f- – um, I wish I had remembered that because when I put my lineup together, I when I put in Freiburg at 4.6, I thought to myself, should I just be going for a defender here? Trying to there's, grab some yeah, clean sheet points. There's, there's so many kind of, I mean, I don't want to say obvious clean sheets, but like. That's what scares me. That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> right. There's games in this slate that on any other week, that would be my guaranteed clean sheet. But there's mm-hmm. like three or four of them right. this weekend. That's what worries me. So, I mean, instead of playing like Harry Ship or Tranquilo Barnetta in the midfield, I think it's worth considering four, maybe even five, which is insane. Whoa insanity oh. in the back but if they all get a shutout I, I mean that it could be worth it you'd feel so horrible about yourself though <laughs> <laughs> i would feel so great about myself if i won with five in the back that would be a legendary story that only my, like five people would know but my four defenders actually paid off last week it worked out well but it was uh that was and i think a, that was the sunday slate so and it's a winning strategy that we can carry over from the Women's World Cup on Monday. Good point. Good. <laughs> that was the go-to. It was because it was a little easier to predict the clean sheets. So yeah, you're you're onto something here, I think. So, which which games do you? Well, you let's see. We all had Mears and Tierney, right? Yes. And I, I had Remick. Uh, Skyler had Goodson. Goodson. Goodson, and I had Francis. So. I mean, right you guys there. really diversified, so right. So you easily could just right. So I could just drop Freiburg for Remick, keep the team, and just yeah. Oh man, I wish you. Yeah, had. I really feel like any of those three games right there, there's going to be a if, clean sheet. If you do that, though, you have to concentrate on two teams max. You can't have pieces of San Jose, Seattle, and New England because then everyone's going to get the clean sheet. You have to hope that only your teams do. Right, that's why you go for that Montreal Chicago game. You go heavy yeah. there, right? A little differential. Well, that would be a really differential backline, but I'm right. just I mean, <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I think if you go four in the back, you have to hope that only the teams you pick would get them, which I mean Seattle and New England would be, but Right. If you know. diversify too much, then I don't know if that's a, a winning strategy. I don't just thinking yeah. out loud. 
definitely some di- some interesting approaches to take. For me, it's just the uh, with the short slate and the lack of big time performers. Like you want to make sure you have one of those big time performers if he goes off. If you don't, then you're pretty much might as well shut your laptop off, shut your laptop down and hmm. call it a night. But yeah, I mean, for like a fifty-fifty or something, I like that approach. Hmm. I'll have to think about that one. A little reward for the people who stayed with us to the, to the <laughs> end of the podcast here. That's right. That's right. And here's a further reward. Anybody who is new to Mondo Goal gets to sign up. If you use the promo card, promo code ROTO, R-O-T-O, you get a 200% bonus on your first deposit. Thank you for the segue there, JD. And uh, I got nothing else, guys. Good you luck. nailed it. Yeah, we nailed it. And uh, best of luck this weekend. Good luck. Have a great Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.